At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Right. Welcome to the show. Today, I'm your host, Doug Crow with the Author Brand Show, where we do have rational thoughts and rational people, or sometimes we have rational thoughts and irrational people. That's mainly me, not our guests. Um, our guest today is a TEDx speaker, and he's a leading authority in personal implementation, consistency. He's also America's only chief results officer. I'd like to hear more about that. He's a habit master with documented streaks of 1,516 days in a row and counting. Well, that's easy if it's brushing your teeth. But we're going to talk about some more advanced habits. I have a thing, a feeling. Um, as a top LinkedIn connector, he's over twenty-five thousand first-level connections. He's uh, graduated from Purdue University and Stanford University's social entrepreneurship program. So he is uh, powered by Selffluence, a personal development and training company. Decided to share with us today ways we can take control of our life by taking control of yourself. So I welcome to the show today, uh, Blaine. Olkers, is that, do I pronounce it right? Olkers? Yes, yes. Is soft, silent? All right, beautiful. You you are correct, Doug, and thank you for having me on today. And I am excited today to go after the top two things people ask yes. me is how to create new habits and how yes. to compress time. So today we're going to talk about something I like to call 21-second habits, how to create a new habit in 21 seconds, not 21 days. If they told you it takes 21 days, someone lied to you. Sorry about that. The other thing is the 30-minute hour how to get an hour's worth of stuff done in 30 minutes, yeah. compressed time. You already know how to do it. You just forgot. And we're going to show you how to do that today. But I want to start right. off by saying thank yeah. you to you for putting this stuff together, putting it online. Uh, you've got a big, what I call results ripple, and uh, you, you've done very well at helping people and in uh, getting books put together as well. So thank you, uh, thank you for, for having me. You betcha. So, you know, I've studied habits and I've, I've looked at your website, you know, and eating that frog and stuff. And um, I'm a big Brian Tracy fan. I had that back in the day. Um, and there's a lot of, um, conventional wisdom about habits and the take so many days to make a habit, whatnot. And I'm reading more and more about it. And I'm thinking like, well, not all habits are the same. You know, some habits I think take longer than others. Is that true? Uh, well, uh, yes and no. I mean, the scientific like brain science literature uh, says it takes about 60 days to actually like physically wire it in your brain yeah. so that it becomes kind of something you don't have to think about, happens on automatic pilot, no willpower required. Um, but, but yes, there definitely can be levels of, of habits and your ability to perform the habit also can be kind of, you know, at, at different levels. But there's a little bit of a uh, we'll call it a little bit of a hack that has a few steps to it where you can literally create habits instantly. I, I say 21 seconds to kind of make fun of the 21 days. But but yes, uh, you, you yeah. can. And this idea, I have this company called Self-Fluence. I say powered by self-fluence. The idea is that we teach, it's, it's the power you already have to influence yourself. Like there's nothing new that you have to learn. You already know how to do it. You just kind of forgot a little bit. And and we'll even talk about brushing the teeth, which you, which you just talked about in the opening monologue, which is which is a part of the power that you can use to yeah. create new habits. All right. Well, that first thing, the 21 second or 21 days, how are that flushes out? Tell me how I can do that in 21 seconds and create a new habit and not have to wait six to eight weeks for that. Right. And, and no willpower required. That That's the real key. Wow. Um, all right. So here's the thing, though. You have to realize what you already stated, that you are already a habit master. Right. So you're already a habit master. You already know how 
to um, do things over and over and over. And like I said, when you do them for maybe 60 days in a row, then the wiring in your brain kind of takes over. Now, there's another topic, which is not what I'm talking about, which is bad habit elimination. But but that's just as powerful. Start creating new habits is really good, but also removing bad habits or what I call bad habit elimination. Different subject, but that is also uh, powerful as well. But let me just give you two stories that that will uh, show you how to have these 21 second habits. So the first one is my wife, and she, uh, luckily, this is past tense. She used to have nearly daily migraine headaches, mm. and so the doctor said, "Look, Beth, you have to fill out this log." headache log every day, like what you ate, what are the triggers, what's the weather, what's the barometric pressure, all this stuff. She could do it for a day or two, then she'd lose the log, she'd forget to do it, then she'd have a migraine, and then I'd ask her about the log, wrong move, bad move, learned quickly, do not ask anything during migraine time. Um, but, but so then one day though, I was watching her and she was brushing her teeth, just like you said. Um, and she is the dentist approved two minutes in the morning, two minutes at night, uh, teeth brusher. So what we did is the first key to the 21 second habit is what we call habit linking. And so what we did is we took the headache log, put it underneath the toothbrush and the toothpaste. And then every time she brushed her teeth, so now she never lost the log because it stayed in the spot. But whenever she brushed her teeth, she would work on the log. She'd just fill it out. Uh, And so she went 90 days in a row without missing a day. Got it to the doctors, you know, all kinds of things changed today. She has a migraine every couple of months at the most. Um, So so that's the first key is habit linking. Now, there's the second and third key, and I'll I'll give you a a second story. So I saw that. I I, I said, look, habit linking, that works. What about me? Let's try it out on me. So I I can give you the brain science, but it's also, if you can just do it and it's self-evident, that's even better. So- I had two habits I wanted to start every day. Every morning I want to do this Bible app I had, and then I wanted to take a mind shower. So I realized I'm washing my physical body every day. How often am I washing my mind? I've got news media, social media, family and friends who don't really know what a chief results officer is. You know, I've got all this head trash. And so I wanted to wash that out. So what I did is I said, okay, what could I habit link to? And I realized that the very first thing I did every day without any willpower required was I picked up my smartphone. Now, sometimes my smartphone was the alarm going off, uh, but no matter what, when I first awaken, typically before my wife, Beth, uh, the first thing I do is I look at my phone. And I uh, and so what I did is I moved all the apps off the homepage and I just put those two apps. So I have it linked to, oh, to uh, nice. you know, opening the phone. But here's the second key to the 21 second habit. And that is you have to surf some type of urge, basically uh, Napoleon Hill in his book, Think and Grow Rich, he calls it transmutation, but you transmute the energy from having this urge to do something into helping you do the habit. So in my case, when mm-hmm. I open the phone, I want to see if my kids who have left the nest, they're, they're grown, yeah. did they text me? Did I get any emails? What orders came in? You know, yeah. maybe how are my investments doing? All, there's all kinds of things I want to check every day when I first wake up. So I surf that urge and I say, I can't do those things until I do yeah. my two items, right? Now, some I, I prefer a 10-minute mind shower, but if I only have three minutes, I'll do three minutes. But because I linked it to that for the last, and you said this in my opening, now it's, I think it's 1,555 days in a row, I've done those two habits. No willpower required. I don't have to think about it. It, it happens automatically. Now I have the trigger of I moved all the apps off the homepage, so I see it when I, when I, I have it on my phone. Um, but that's, that's the second thing is surfing some urge. And then the third part, is leverage. Now, getting leverage on yourself is powerful. And we're, if you boil it down, we're kind of like pain, pleasure, or, or you know, uh, penalty, reward 
beings. So if you can add some type of reward, right? So you say, look, if I do this for a week in a row or 30 days in a row, I'm going to give myself some kind of a reward, right? Some some kind right. of a, a you know, good thing. Maybe you buy something that you wanted to buy or get a new book or give yourself some, some me time, whatever it is, you have a little reward. And then the flip side is also the leverage comes from a negative. So if you share your habit with somebody else and you say, look, if I don't do this, there's some penalty, right? So my yeah. wife, she knows like, I don't like to wash the big garbage cans outside. So she'll say, look, if you don't do that by this time, you said you do it, you have to wash the garbage cans because that's good leverage on me. And yeah. then I know that she really wants me to get it done when she says, you're going to have to wash the neighbors <laughs> the side where you don't touch his stuff. Uh, so, so anyway, uh, th yeah. that really works. And the last thing is also psychologically, once you get three or four days in a row, so if you could track your habits somehow, like these apps that I use for the mind shower and the Bible thing, mm -hmm. they track how many days in a row have you done it. But if you can right. track it, when you get three or four days in a row, you don't want to break the chain. So that also gives you a little a psychological power. But yeah, but, a little gamification but, there on the on the on that, right? If it's if it's gamified, there that there's a um something in our brain about that as well, right? The reason games are so addictive is we want to solve the puzzle. Is that the main reason? Uh, yeah, well, it, it's really that um, you, you, you're you excited. You you get a squirt of dopamine and serotonin when -hmm. you finish something because your brain wants to keep you alive. So kind of right. your lizard brain, you know, the, really at the core of your brain, you, mm -hmm. you're rewarded chemically. And, and actually life is like this battle of brain chemicals, yeah. but you're rewarded when you accomplish stuff, when you get stuff done. Mm -hmm. That's why when you do something that's not on your to-do list and you put it on there just to get the check mark and put the line yeah. through it, yeah. that's, that's the reason is because yeah. chemically you're being, you know, rewarded for that. So if you can track it, that's um, that's good. And that, and that can be powerful, you know, for you. I like the, the linking thing. Is there, is there an instance where that um, the habit linking doesn't work? Well, well, so now depending on what you're, what you're trying to do, there are things yeah. that you can link to. So first of all, it's like, you know, picking the appropriate linking thing. Some things you do more than once a day, like my wife brushing teeth. Some things you only do once a day, like open your phone for the first time, have the first cup of coffee. There are things you do weekly. Like if you want a new habit per week, there's something that happens every Monday for you, right? Or you could, you know, so where you have it linked to, what you have it linked to, that's a key part of it. And then having some cue, some reminder, you know, so that when you go to do the habit that you're already a master at, you remember yeah. to do the linking habit. Right. Uh, and, and so but most nearly anything, uh, you know, can be can be linked up. I had one person the other day, uh, a client of mine who's an attorney, and, and she's like, look, I want to make a plan. I don't plan out my day. I'm like, and if you don't plan out your day, this is this is bad. Right. This is like getting on an airplane with no pilot. You don't yeah. even know where you're going. Right. So she's like, no, I want to do it. And I said, what's the first thing you do every day without any willpower required to start your day? And she said, have a cup of coffee. And I'm like, there it is. But you got to put the pad of paper and pen by the coffee thing or where the coffee mugs are or whatever, you know, so that you link it to that. Right. And that worked for her right away. And then I said, look, and if you haven't done the list, make the coffee, smell the coffee, put it near your lips, but you can't drink the coffee till you start the list. So she surfs that urge to want to drink the coffee to get her to at least start the list. And then she'll okay. make the list while she has her coffee. Yeah. Um, so I'm so thinking yes. about personally, that's why I use this podcast for my own self. Of course, what I, I had, like when pandemic started, my exercise routine was locked in. I was every single day, I'm doing a thousand calorie burn, whatever it was, weights or biking, whatnot. Nice. And then, you know, I got married a couple weeks ago. I'm like, going now oh. I'm trying to get back into those habits. And what happens is I, you know, I wake up and do the coffee thing. I have learned not to always look at my phone. So that's 
a good thing for me because it's like it just takes me down this down this path. Right. But when I do, like, oh, there's an email. I better respond to that real quick and get that done. And before you know it, an hour's gone by and I've missed my workout window and I got a call in 30 minutes and I can't do anything. So is that it's not it's a bad link? No, no, that's there. It's that's super common. That's super common. And you do want to protect your mornings and you want to protect it to where you don't where. Yes, you try to do the workout and things before you do the email. Right. So so you could have a link that you're not allowed to open your phone. You know, you're not allowed to start the phone or the email till you do the exercise. Right. Right. Um, You know, but the other key is that we're wired to win. And so I often say win early, win often. And so what you want to do is you want to dial down the resistance to the new habit so low that at least you don't miss, right? So like if you say I'm going to exercise every day and and, and then, you know, uh, we come back, you're going to exercise 30 minutes a day every day. And then and we come back a week later and say, look, I only exercise twice. I said, yeah. well, you, you feel like you lost, right? You go, yeah, I feel like a loser. And I said, okay, that's bad. We don't want that. Um, so what we want to do is dial down the time, right? So maybe you're going to do 20-minute workouts or 10-minute workouts. Or if you have to dial it all the way down to one minute, like jumping jacks and push-ups before you get in the shower, <laughs> at least you did it because that that's that done is the engine of more. The positive, the, like I said, sure. that battle of the brain chemicals, you're going to start to win that even if you dial it way down. But the smartest thing would be to link it to something that you do every morning, you know, before the world intervenes. But right. if you wake up late and you say, look, I don't have time for an hour workout or even a 30 minute workout, still do a five minute workout. Exactly. You still get a little sweat in, you know, uh, and, 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 and keep the commitment to yourself. Cause that's going to build, uh, not mm-hmm. only the, the brain chemical win, but you'll, you'll get an emotional kind of self-confidence win right. as well. Okay. So that's a 21 second hack, right? Just uh, link it to another habit and Put and then my, surf the my, urge my, to do something, right? Yeah. Surf the urge yeah. and then add some leverage if you can, rewards and and, and penalties. Right. Wow. What's been the, the most difficult habit with your clients they've had to uh, reset or build? Well, in, in the building of the new habits, it, it really, um, it hasn't been that that troublesome. Now, the elimination of bad habits, okay, that has that been more difficult. Good, yeah. That's more difficult for people. But yeah. adding a new habit to something you already do uh, ha- has been fa- fairly easy. Now, people will fall off because we're human, right? But when you fall off, then you you want to, I say, here's my saying when you fall out of the bad habit or the new habit is you want to ride better next time. Right? How do you how do I ride better next time? So if you did it for five days in a row, how do you get to six? It's like you versus you, not you versus me, not you versus the Mister Consistency fifteen hundred days. No, it's yeah. you versus you. Uh, but how can you to ride better? And to ride better, maybe you dial it down, right? So instead of thirty minutes, or right, I'm going to try fifteen, right? You dial down mm-hmm. the, the habit, or you bring in Brian Tracy, one of my favorites, right? One of my favorites is uh, Eat the Frog, and in Eat the yep. Frog, he he's got this great. Um, almost like word picture of you setting the table. And you know, it's a lot easier to eat a meal if you sit down at the table and everything's ready, right? Silverware, the meals, the knives, the forks, all that stuff. So however you could set the table, the better. And some people, like in the case of exercise, I'm gonna be honest, they slept in their gym clothes. Yep. And what did the first thing they do when they wake up? They go to the bathroom. And on top of the toilet, the toilet seat is closed. Mm -hmm. The tennis shoes are on the toilet seat. They have to touch the shoes to go to the bathroom and they go to the bathroom and they put the shoes on while they go to the bathroom and then they exercise first thing. So any way you can set the table and, you know, and and get ready for that thing the next day, the better. And the more you pre-think, the less you have to think. So pre-think. I like that. Yeah. 
Pre-thinking is a big one, right? That's mm-hmm. why, like, you look at Zuckerberg and Steve Jobs, you know, why did they wear the same clothes every day, right? You know, Steve yeah. Jobs had the jeans with the black shirt or whatever. Uh, you know, that's because they they didn't have to, that's one less decision they make. And 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 your decision-making, there's a, capabil- uh, a capacity every day. And that, you know, the, the more you can pre-decide, the easier things yeah. goes. And that's why I like next day planning. Like, I, I never let a day end without planning the next one. Right. Because when I wake up, I want to know what's going on. Like, I don't want to just – now, I, I do have do-nothing days. I just had that yeah. last Sunday with my wife. Yeah. And it was awesome. We had nothing planned. You do something, but but there's no right. plans, no wake-up time, nothing. So we, I enjoy yeah. it. But, but I do like to, when you wake up, get going. If, if you don't have a plan, like I said earlier, it's like getting on an airplane. There's no pilot. You're, you're not going anywhere. Yeah, I I really love the idea of the you know pre-deciding things. I I do. I remember when I was going through this myself years ago, saying that if you know if you do your your planner or your checklist the night before, you sleep better too because your brain's not worrying about something you've missed because you've got it all laid out for you. So you wake up like it's your brain's already like almost already done it because you wrote it down. So true. So true, Doug. So true. And, and you have to figure out, I I have noticed everyone's a little different. So some people, they get habit link brushing their teeth at night to making the plan for the next day, you know, but when I tried that, you know, I got too excited about the plan and then I couldn't sleep. So, so for me, I had to move it back. So some people do it like at dinner time. I I typically, um, well, I, I try to help entrepreneurs go from being a day behind to being a day ahead. So I, I'm typically doing the next day planning like early afternoon, like three by three o'clock. I'm, I, I typically have everything done and I'm working on tomorrow. Yeah. So I, I like to do it in the afternoon, but, but totally works. And on Fridays, I like to do it for the whole week. So Friday, I look back, see how my week went, what went right, what went wrong. And then I move forward and I, you know, kind of plan out the next week so that I can enjoy the weekend. You know, and these um these calendar schedulers have really changed the life of people in uh, in sales and business because my clients are booking time just like you booked this podcast by clicking my calendar. You picked you picked this time for yourself. So when I look at my calendar, I'm like, my week is kind of laid out for me by by my clients and my friends who've come on and say, hey, I want to see you this time. Okay, you get the lead on that. And the danger course for someone like me is like all of a sudden, like, oh, what about my my business time or, or strategic planning, I got to schedule that. And the challenge has been, again, this is it's me, but I blocked out some writing times and then something's come up and that gets pushed aside. It's the whole, yeah. we'll go back to Brian Tracy. It's like the big rock thing. Now the little rocks have gotten in the way and I can't have a chance to even touch my big rock. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, you know, you're battling yourself there a little bit. So, yeah. so again, how do you win, right? That the in that, you know, you, you know, go in there like you said, schedule time with yourself, right? But over schedule the time with yourself by a little bit because you you, okay. you always have some high value task you could do, or and maybe yeah. need a break. But over schedule yourself because then it kind of forces you to be more efficient with the other times as well. You know, um, so I would, you know, with that, with that time blocking, I guess they call it, you know, right. time blocking, I would be in your week, I'd put some of your own blocks in there. So, so I, I, I do that. And I, like, I typically, I, I like to clear my schedule on Monday. So typically like Monday, I never have any appointments. Uh, and then, and now pretty much Wednesdays, I, I, I typically yeah. have one appointment. So anyway, I'm trying to create these larger blocks of right. time where I can go deeper and do deeper work. You know, so right. like for me, I used to have like an hour here, an hour there. That's okay for some stuff, but some of the, the deeper work, you, you need some, you need more, you know, bigger blocks, but anyway, give yourself a few more blocks in there. Uh, All right. so that way, if you miss one or skip one, you know, and again, I would, I'd really, you know, I would try to empower you to not 
skip on yourself, yeah. but just reduce yourself. Meaning if you have like an hour for this writing block and you're like, oh, I got to do all this other stuff, at least do 10 minutes of the writing block. Like just do a piece of it. So you didn't, yeah. you didn't totally give up on yourself. You, you, you know, you didn't just let it totally get overridden that you, you right. gave to yourself a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. So uh, for the, in the example of exercise or writing, for example, is it still around 21 days for it till I won't have to, I won't have to think about it anymore. I just, it'll just help automatically muscle memory or something, or is it? Well, the, the latest research says it's about 60 days okay. for the neurons, you know, okay. neurons that, you know, fire together, wire together. It takes about 60 days for that to really wire in and, and yeah. be automatic. But when you link okay. it to something that's already automatic, then, yeah. then you're in good shape. You just need a cue, a reminder when you go yeah. to do the thing that's already there for 60 days. But once yeah. you do it, you know, for 60 days or more, you know, then it, it does kind of stand on its own, you know, right. um, right. you okay. know, and like this year, I want to start a new habit because I had that other one now for 1500 days. Yeah. And my habit was eating a salad, uh, you know, and a piece of fruit every day. Now, not not eating only salad and fruits, but having a salad yeah. and a piece of fruit. So I started that the first of the year and I haven't missed a day. But I also added a lot of like a, a, a leverage. And so what I did is I have a Facebook group and, and we, we had like 25 of us that all said we would do it. And I said, look, I'll give a prize. Whoever does it the longest, I'll give a dollar a day for as many days as that is. Wow. Uh, my, my wife nice. is like, my wife yeah. is like, you're going to win that. You know that, right? So she's got fruit here. <laughs> she's got dehydrated fruit in the packages. But but anyway, there's about there's about six of us left right now. We're, right. we're like 180 or days in or something. But but anyway, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun, you know. Yeah. Uh, but it also yes, after I got 60 days of that, now I could link other things to you know to, to that. Uh, yeah, and, and when it comes to the diet, I'm just you know, my son was one of time. Just get he, he was came my place just threw away garbage like. Wait, I can, those chips? Are, no, no, throw them away. Don't even finish them. Like, okay, fine. Out of sight, out of mind was one forced way to to make that, sure I didn't have the bad the bad food habit, right? Yes, that is, uh, you know, in bad habit elimination, that is yeah. one of the keys. Out of sight, out of mind, and and yeah. um, you know, when you start to say, you know, when, when you change it from an affirmation to an affirmation, basically, if you say, uh, you know, you're I am healthy, I am healthy, I am healthy, your brain says, no, you're not, no, you're not. But if you say, why do I find it so easy to be healthy? Or why do I find it so easy to eat yeah. healthy? Then your brain starts to say, because you threw out the junk food, because you you bought you know things that are tasty yet good. You found a go-to snack, right? Like I, I needed a go-to snack, which for me is like macadamia nuts from Hawaii, and the, I love I like the go. bag that, that it comes in yeah. even. But but anyway, finding those things, uh, you know, bringing yourself towards the solution, having yeah. your mind like help you instead of kind of working against you. Yeah, I've had I've had Noah St. John on the show a couple of times. The affirmation guy, he's just Brilliant, yeah. brilliant brain science. Again, I just love the concept of that. I'm like, wow, if you want to really, you know, tap into the subconscious brain, just ask a question. It'll go to go to town on it. So exactly right. And then and then the key is take action on those thoughts. Right. So. Right. So, again, right. you know, you, you want to get into action as quickly as possible. That's that's what really makes things work is this when you when you begin the movement, not just the thought. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of memory. Um, so two things. The 21 second thing. We covered that. What yes. was the second thing you want to cover in the last few minutes that we are covering? The second thing is the 30-minute hour. That's how to get an hour's worth of stuff yeah, done let's just in just 30 yeah. minutes yeah. where you actually literally compress time. Yeah. Now, now just like the 21-second habit, 
you already know how to do this. Um, right. And so, but, but it's very powerful. And I want to make sure that it's used for good and not for evil. So the yeah. first question I have is, let's say you and I did four of these 30 minute hours in a row. So we got four hours worth of stuff done in just two hours. That leaves us two hours of guilt-free time. Now, if you had two hours of guilt-free time and you were not going to work or you were not allowed to work, my mm -hmm. question to you is, what would you do? So for me, I, I like to ride the Peloton bike, which I have here in my home office. Yeah. I like to get outside for a hike. Uh, I like to connect with old friends, which I probably don't do enough of. And I work from home, so I like a good old-fashioned nap. So that, that's what I would do. But what Love would it. you do, you know, Doug, if you had two Very hours? Very similar. I like the nap and the old friends. Um, I want to start flying again. I haven't flown an airplane in a while, so I want to get back into the air and do that. So that's then that takes time. It's like people golf. Like, I can't be golfing. It's like a whole right. day event. But I could go to the airport and go fly for an hour and come back. That would be all right. So flying and old friends and I love the nap thing, but I, 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 I don't schedule those. I, they fill them in whenever I can, you know, so. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes your mind tells you you need one. Um, okay. So look, that's what I want the listeners to know is that I want you to take some of those things and put those back in your day as you begin to figure out and, yeah. uh, and apply this technique. So there is a day of the year. Some people have it more than once a year. There's a day of the year where people are three to 10 times more productive than an ordinary day. Three to 10 X. Now we're only looking for two X. We're just going from 60 minutes down to 30. Yeah. Um, do you know what day of the year it is? I sure do. It's the day before vacation. Yes, day you're right. Travel, old Zig yeah. Ziglar. Um, so, so the day before vacation, people are three to 10 times more productive than any other day, right? And so you already know how to do that. All the listeners can think about, yeah, I got so much stuff done. Now I'm not mm -hmm. talking about bringing the stress of that day, but, but yeah, when, right. we study, when we study that day and we unpack it, it comes down to three things. And I create a little acronym, PDF. Now PDF, that's like an easy thing. People remember, uh, email me the PDF, go print out the PDF. Now in, in computer language, that's portable document format. That's not what it is here. In this case, I want you to remember 30 minute hour, day before vacation mode, PDF. And PDF stands for plan, delegate, focus. And so what happens is on the day before vacation, you all of a sudden become a master planner, a master delegator, and this person with weird, fierce focus. Uh, and so yeah. if we unpack each one of those real quick, uh, the planning side, that day before vacation, you have nearly every minute planned. Right. So again, if you'll just bring that into your regular day. So I have a little mm -hmm. sign in my, my home office, you know, day before vacation mode. I'm always thinking about that. So if someone says, mm -hmm. hey, Blaine, could we meet for an hour to brainstorm and work on this new project? I'll say, can we do it in 30 minutes? Nine yeah. out of 10 times they say, sure. So there it is. Boom. I just created one wow. just from planning Wonderful. alone. Right. Um, we'll talk a little bit about, uh, you know, the way you plan out your day to be more efficient where you can, you know, batch things together, uh, you know, is, is key planning out the day, filling out the day when you wake up, you know, on the day before vacation, typically people wake up 30 to 60 minutes earlier. So if you get up 30 minutes early tomorrow, you just had a 30 minute hour, boom, right there. You got 30 extra minutes, right? Yeah. Um, so, so waking up early, not that you can do that every day. You have a very clear vision, that plan for the day, like in your mind, you have it like yeah. all mapped out. So if you map out the day, I guarantee it, you're going to get more, more done. And then the other part of the planning is that you're this expert at the 80-20 rule. Most people know that 20% of your actions produce 80% of your results. Right. But then 80% of your actions only produce the 20% of your results. And on the day before vacation, you're like, you're focusing on the 20, the stuff that has to get done, and you're ousting the 80. You're getting yeah. rid of the 80% that doesn't matter that, that is low results or you don't have time for. So that's planning, plan. The, the, the D is delegate. So you're mm -hmm. deferring a lot of stuff. 
if it doesn't have to get done that day, you defer it. So when I make my, when I'm looking at what I'm going to do for the day, I do something called proactive procrastination and I defer as much as possible. If it mm -hmm. doesn't have to get done, I move it to the next day. Now, what that does is that opens up my day, uh, you know, um, but if I defer something two or three days in a row, it's really not that important. It wasn't, it wasn't that important. So a lot of times that, that just kind of dies on the vine, so to speak. So you're deferring the day before vacation. You also, you think who before do. Who before do you think who could do this before you go do it? So you're oh, always thinking, yeah. who else can do this, right? And and so you know you're thinking you want to bring that thinking back to your regular day, right? Mm -hmm. So there may be things like meal prep or plans for, to take care of things around the house or or things outside of the house, right? And you can sure. begin to you know uh, maybe get someone to do meal planning, meal prep, uh, you know servicing the lawn, uh, you know different mm -hmm. things that you're doing. Think of who you can delegate and and defer, but the most powerful plan delegate and then focus the most powerful is the focus you okay. on the day before vacation you have a different kind of fierce focus yeah. and if you realize that day there's no chit chat there's no internet uh, getting lost in the internet there's That's no right. long conversations there's no netflix binging i mean day before yeah. vacation you're like on point way to go um and there's a few things uh you also on the day before vacation you become this strange doctor no so Blaine, those will say, hey, Blaine, could you do this? No, 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 no. I'm uh, like, no, no, I'm going away. Don't give me anything else to do. And that no is so powerful. And you want yeah. that to be your default answer. Because not only will that bring you 30-minute hours, it'll help you avoid the 90-minute hour, right? That's where somebody asks for an hour of your time on some project, or it'll only take you a little, way, a little time to do it. No, no. It takes a lot longer than you think. Yeah, so saying no, you know, use that as that's probably the most powerful results word you could take away from our time today is to yeah. say no more often day before vacation. You stay on schedule more often than you do a regular day. And you typically use timers. What I mean by that is I use a lot of timers on my normal day. So I say, I'm going to work on that for 30 minutes. I'll tell right. Siri to set a timer for 30 minutes, 15 minutes, mm -hmm. an hour, 90 minutes, whatever it is, use timers. Um, you can, you can begin to have 30 minute hours very, very quickly there. But the number one, the, where I get my most 30 minute hours, is that on the day before vacation, people are tasking masters. And so you, you become a task master and there's three types of tasking, single, multi, and batch. And single tasking, that gives me the most 30 minute hours for me personally, because I do a lot of information work. Um, like I, I do a lot of article writings and things like that. And if I'll go single task mode, what does that mean? That means I'm working on only one thing, yep. no distractions. Airplane mm -hmm. mode on the phone, doors closed, all the screens are off except the one that I'm typing in. And, mm -hmm. and I, I will admit, I, I have the monkey or the squirrel brain. So I'll be, you know, I'll be doing my single tasking and an idea come. I have a scrap piece of paper. I just write the idea down and put it aside and get right back. But I yeah. can get an hour's worth of, say, article writing done in 30 minutes if I am totally focused. And when you start that single tasking, you get good at it. So when I first did it, okay. I was a lot more scattered. Now I have certain music I use. I have mm -hmm. a certain little routine. And when I hit that man, I'm just like, whammo. I'm right in that zone, you know, for Love until it. the alarm goes off or the gongs or the bings or whatever. Uh, but during that time, there's no rings, dings, or binks. That's um, right. So that's single, single tasking. Multitasking is where you're doing two things. Sometimes it gets a yeah. bad rap. Two things at the same time without sacrificing the quality of either one. Well, listen to an audiobook when I'm when I'm biking. That's one of the it's a perfect example of that, right? Right. You know, car ride. Body. Yeah. 
yeah, day before vacation, you got you got 30 minutes in the car, you're going to make two phone calls. You're not going to, you know, let that time be idle. But when you're using your hands for something and you, your mind's free, like driving, you know, exercise, chores, things like that. And the last one is batch tasking. You naturally, on the day before vacation, you batch everything together, all your sure. errands. You don't run an errand, come home, run an errand. You batch yeah. them together. You batch your work, all the computer work, all the phone calls. You're going to mm-hmm. you're going to have 30 minute hours doing that. And then also batch your interactions with people. That produces a lot of 30 minute hours. What I mean by that is if you're working with a staff, let's say, you say, look, I'm single tasking from nine to 11. At 11 for 30 minutes, let's get together all the questions of the morning of the day. Let's yep. handle them there, right? So having like an office hours or, or you know, uh, batching the interactions. My mm-hmm. wife and I, she works from home too. And she we could we could interrupt each other all day long, but we right. have a shared yeah. note in our iPhone. We just put the stuff in there. So there's no ring or ding or bing. Oh, nice. And when we get together, there's the big list. And we look, you know, we go over that I stuff. So we never forget anything. We never miss anything. Uh, but we're also not, not interrupting us. And the, the final overarching yeah. thing on the day before vacation, the final thing yeah. is that you release your inner perfectionist. That's no. why you get so much done. You know, done is better than perfect. It doesn't have to yep. be perfect. You're delegating, you know, you, you've got a, a schedule, you know, it's, you know, you just have to get it done. And when you release that inner perfectionist, you get a lot more done. I love it, man. What a, what a fire hose of information you're playing. I love it. Good. How can people get a hold of you? What what can they contact you? What can what can you offer them today? Yeah, yeah. I, I, the easiest just um, go to blainetedx.com. So b l a i n e t e d x.com. I did a TEDx talk where I talk about white table, what you think about, you bring about. I give you a little mind hack there. But then we'll be connected, and if I can serve you in any way, I'd be happy to do it. Outstanding. Thank you so much. Great information today. Show notes below for Blaine's TEDx website. Go there, check it out. He's got some great intel, great tools. I'm going to be implementing this thing. I'm going to put, I'm not going to go to bed in my gym outfit, but I will be putting my shoes. I did it before. I put my um my biking outfit um, in my office once. I didn't do it again, but I think that's probably to prevent me from going into the computer. That might be a, a good hack for me. So I'll let you know how that goes. <laughs> I, I, I love it. And I'll leave you with this. The bad news is time flies. The good news you're the pilot. So pilot. Yeah, well. there we go. Great. Thank you so much. Appreciate your time today. All right. That concludes today's show with uh, Blaine Olker. Um, this is your host, Doug Crow. Have a wonderful time. Don't forget to subscribe below for some, not just the show notes, but some goodies. We give away some free things all the time. Have a good one.